when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dan Snow's History. I've got breaking shipwreck news for you. Breaking news alert. Folks, it's a good one. In 1629, Sweden launched a mighty warship. The Apple, not the best name in the world. It was commissioned by the great warrior king, Gustavus Adolphus. He wanted to dominate the Baltic, dominate the maritime space, and then project Swedish power onto the European mainland. He wanted to carve out an empire in Germany. He did pretty well. The Apple was part of his plan, as was its sister ship, the Vasa. You may have heard of the Vasa, a huge ship that sank within a few metres after just a few seconds of her maiden voyage. So some changes were made to the Apple, as you'll hear. She then served for the rest of the Thirty Years' War. She stayed afloat, which was good. But in 1658, decades later, she was deliberately sunk by the Swedes to block one of the many entrances to Stockholm Harbour as a block ship, a common fate for many old warships around the world. And that's where she has lain for 350 years until now. Actually, she still lies there. So including now. It was discovered in 2021 by the Museum of Wrecks in Stockholm, Vrak, go and check out their website, and the Swedish Navy, but it's only just been positively identified as the Apple. We are joined on this podcast by Jim Hansen. He's a marine archaeologist at the Swedish National Maritime and Transport Museum, and one of the people who's been able to get right up close to the wreck, swimming through the gun decks in the murky deep. I ask him all about it. He tells what condition it's in. Spoiler very good condition. You've got to go to Stockholm, folks. You're never going to go anywhere in the world with better shipwrecks. Just a simple fact. Jim tells us all about the ship, the dive, the discovery, but also about the ship's purpose and what we can learn from her about shipbuilding in the 17th century in the Baltic. You're going to love it. Enjoy. Jim, thanks for coming on the podcast and big congratulations. Thanks a lot. When did you make this discovery and, and whereabouts is it? It's just outside Stockholm, Stockholm City. So uh, it's not very far from where the Vasa Museum is. So it uh, could be 10 kilometers or something. Listen, Jim, what's going on? What's going on with the outer edge of Stockholm Harbour? It seems like a graveyard for ships. You guys, there's some nifty navigation there, is there? <laughs> yeah, actually, there is a horrible uh, archipelago to navigate in. It's 24,000 islands and small scarries. So it's really difficult. But in uh, this case, there's a defense out there. So... Uh, 
Swedish Navy has used their old warships. When they are finished in the Swedish Navy, they have uh, no meaning to repair them anymore. They have used them as ship barriers or uh, fillings in the old city in, in Stockholm. Or in Kaskrona, we have examples of the same procedure, and even in Sveaborg in Finland. Yeah, sinking old vessels was a common way of kind of blocking up access to the port, wasn't it, against enemy forces? Yeah, at this place outside a small village in the archipelago called Vaxon, we have found letters from 1548 that they already, at that time, they moved out the old uh, defense from uh, Stockholm, the Stockholm walls. The medieval walls didn't last against big ships with big guns anymore in the early 1600th century. So they moved out the defense and used Vaxon as the main lock to uh, Stockholm, to protect Stockholm. So there's several sounds out there which have uh, sank ships and have built uh, stone coffins and put lots of stones. And then they built a fortress. So the old traffic or an eventual attack had to pass the fortress. So that's why. The Vaxholm Fortress, is it the big 19th century fortress that you can still go and visit today? Yeah, and it started to build that in the 1550s. Yeah, I've been to the Vaxholm Fortress. It's very ah. cool, even to this day. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So the apple is part of this centuries-old process of fortifying, well, protecting Stockholm, is it? Yeah, exactly. So um, these ships is quite cool. They're going to have uh, defended Sweden on the sea, and uh, then after their career, they defend Sweden, in this case, Stockholm, at the seabed. So it's, it's quite cool. It's second history. And so the apple was sunk deliberately after the Thirty Years' War, after Sweden's triumph in the Thirty Years' War. Yeah, and, and it was sank in 1659. And at that time, we were in war with the Netherlands and Denmark, and Poland threatened to attack Sweden as well. So we were in a difficult time at that time. So it's exactly what's happening today when start to be threatening in the Baltic. And uh, what are we doing then? We're improving our army and navy and so on. It's exactly the same in 1659. They tried to reinforce the strength of the, the fortress around Vaxholm and all these sounds with old ships. So it served 30 years during the 30 Years' War in the Navy. It was then sunk. Did you know where it was? Were you looking for it in particular? Uh, yeah, we are working now with one of the biggest maritime archaeology projects we have ever had called the Forgotten Fleet where we study the Swedish Navy during a 500-year period, the modern Swedish Navy. And we are looking for ships that we know exist somewhere, or probably know. The Navy seems to have used their old ships mostly, so they're existing in somewhere. And in the archives, you can find that some ships have been sunk in some of the sounds nearby Vaxholm or in Karlskrona or whatever. So we try to search for these kind of wrecks, and the apple was obviously one of the, the biggest names you would like to find. And the apple was a big name because of its service when it was one of the, the king's battleships, was it? Yeah, and also um, because we have uh, opened a new museum, a maritime archaeology museum, which is called the Museum of Wrecks. And uh, we are working together close to the Vasa Museum, which is included in our governmental museums. We are five museums. We want like to contribute to Vasa, which is a fantastic museum. So with all the finds we do as a maritime archaeologist, we'd like to bring in new histories and uh, maybe shred some new light on, for example, Vasa. So the apple is a perfect match in this case. So now we can study Vasa in another way, and then we can also look what actually happened to the apple when they changed the, the dimensions. Now, the Vasa is the greatest shipwreck in the world and one of the best museums I've ever been to. Is the apple in similar condition to the Vasa? Almost, I would say. In the bow, there's 
quite a lot of stones 10 meters from the stem, uh, which came there in the 1820s, 1830s. But the rest of the hull is really intact. So you can, when you're diving, you're swimming inside and on top of the first gun deck. So the hull is sticking up about, I don't know, six, seven, eight meters. But then as further to the stern you come, you will see a big parts of the hull has just fallen out a bit and it's pieces about 20 times 10 meters. So when you swim up on the inside, on the starboard side, you can actually see and look through intact gun ports on the second gun decks. So it's really cool. Hold on, Jim, you are blowing my tiny mind. You have swum inside this 17th century warship's enclosed gun deck. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool. How deep is it? And can I come with you next time? <laughs> yeah, it's quite deep, but uh, it's in a sensitive area, so we can't say exact position, exact depth due to the Navy. So but it's quite deep. My goodness gracious me. And what is it about the Baltic that means these 350-year-old shipwrecks are in good condition? The Baltics is quite a small ocean, and uh, there's a narrow passage through the Sound between Denmark and Sweden, which means that there's no salt water comes into the Baltic almost. So this very low salinity, it's brackish water, there's low oxygen in the water, which means for the cultural heritage, it's perfect way to protect all the shipwrecks. And that also means that there's no shipworm in here. So the shipworm eats all the wood from the seabed up to the very top of the ship. So if Vasa had sunk outside Gothenburg, for example, it would have been nothing left besides the bottom frames and the ballast. So it's like, a, I don't know, a mecca for a maritime archaeologist. We have had lots of um, common research projects with colleagues from Southampton, by the way. So many people come here and do service because it's such a good way to look at the shipwreck. You're listening to Dan Snow's History Hit, talking about a new shipwreck found in the Baltic. More coming up. On Gone Medieval, History Hits Medieval Podcast. We're here to spoil you with the big topics. Possibly one of the most important Anglo-Saxon discoveries since Sutton Hoo and the Staffordshire Horde. And discover people you might never have heard of. Philip Augustus, genuinely, he was a genius. We explore cutting-edge research. I want to focus on the archaeology. It's a whole body of information and knowledge in its own right. And the big questions. There is discussion about whether women wore knickers. From everyday life to dynasty-shattering events. The key to conquest was cavalry and the short, extremely powerful bow the Mongols had. I'm Dr Kat Jarman. And I'm Matt Lewis. Every Tuesday and Saturday, we'll explore some of the biggest stories, the greatest mysteries and latest research. We'll travel the medieval world in search of the stories you haven't heard and get under the skin of the ones you do know. Subscribe to Gone Medieval from History Hit wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt Lewis, historian and host of a new chapter of the Echoes of History podcast. If you're an Assassin's Creed fan and like me, Want to be prepared for the launch of Assassin's Creed Shadows later this year? Join us on Echoes of History as we head to feudal Japan to explore the real-life history that inspired the latest game from this legendary franchise. Learn about Yasuke, the African warrior who entered the trusted circle of Japan's most powerful warlord. 
Hear accounts of cultures colliding when Portuguese missionaries landed on Japanese shores and follow Japan's journey through years of division and bitter warfare to unification at the dawn of the modern era. Make sure you catch every episode by following Echoes of History, a Ubisoft podcast brought to you by History Hit, wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Well, Southampton, obviously, one of the world's great maritime archaeology centres of excellence. So uh, apply there, kids. Go and learn your trade there. What can this vessel, apart from being incredibly cool and exciting us and firing our passion for naval history and archaeology, what are we learning from this ship? I love the 18th century, but the 17th is this essential bridge between these smaller vessels that we associate with Drake in the 16th century, these raiding ships, and these really big battleships, these floating gun platforms that you get by the 18th century. What has the Apple taught you about how technology is changing in the 17th? We are in the middle of the survey or excavation in this project, but this wreck, it's a perfect wreck to show how they tried to build these big gun platforms at a time when they didn't really know how to do it. So the Swedish king, Gustav Adolf II, ordered these four big ships, which Vasa is the first, Eppel is the second, the Crown is the third, and Scepter is the fourth. And these four ships, he tried to have as much gun power as possible on one ship. But at the same time, they didn't know how to make it stable, because the Swedish king wanted 24-pounders on the lower gun deck, but even on the upper gun deck, which haven't been tried before. So that's made the whole uh, structure and the hull really unstable. So we can see in the archives that the admirals arguing a bit with the shipbuilders because they want as much gun power as possible. They don't want to have the gun ports too high from the sea level because then the ship will be instable and they don't want to have that they will be too low because if it's a little bit windy, they can't open the gun ports. So the shipbuilders was in a really <laughs> annoying situation to please the king, to please the admirals, to make a stable ship, but they didn't really know how to do it. So Applet can tell us a lot of how they changed the dimension, the constructions, and so on. So uh, we can look at Vasa, which was obviously really bad, in another way. So this is really one of the best finds to learn about the shipbuilding at this time, I would say. So what you're looking at 
is the attempts to improve on the Vasa's design and right some of the wrongs that went into that uh, catastrophe for the Swedish Navy. Is that right? Yeah. So we know that the shipbuilder um, called Hein Jakobsson, a Dutch shipbuilder, he took over from um, Henrik Hybertsson, who was also a Dutch shipbuilder, who died in the middle of the building of Vasa. He tried to widen Vasa even at that time. He built the rest of the three ships. So when he put the keel actually beside Vasa for a while, Apple's keel, he widened Applet more than a meter before Vasa has launched into the sea. So he realized immediately that Vasa is not going to be good at all. So he tried to change a lot already on Applet the first stage when they start to build it. We have seen some traces on his shipbuilding and his solutions in the ship parts and construction details which on uh, Vasa, they have this, some kind of riders inside, which is a kind of fattox or beams, which is holding up the pressure for the gun deck inside the inner planking. So the hull wouldn't take too much pressure. And that solution is made because they don't know how to make this stable ship, so it's not going to be instable. And then they also made um, a lower orlop deck, which they hadn't built before, which we can see on Vasa, which we also see in Applet. So there's some kind of solutions they try. They try these solutions before they have launched the ship. So we see that they're trying and uh, develop. And so it's a really fascinating time. And for people listening in the UK, all of this technology would have been spied on and expertise would have been convinced and paid to come across and start building the Navy of Samuel Pepys in the 17th century here in, in England and the UK as well. So this is a story around the whole of Western Europe, isn't it? Definitely. Lots of things happen during the 1620s and onwards in the whole Europe with all the Thirty Years' War and uh, all the battles in the Baltics between the Danes, the Dutch, and later on the Russians. England and the French are really into the politics in the Baltic as well. So there's a mishmash of... Um, conflicts all the time during the 1700th century. And at that time, they tried to build these big fleets to control the Baltic. They have to match the other enemy's fleets. So this is constant developing. So it goes really fast, and they didn't really know how to do it, actually. But the apple, it worked. The Vasa sank within, what, minutes of her maiden voyage beginning? <laughs> 16 minutes. <laughs> 16 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Crazy. <laughs> and yet the Apple had a very successful life at sea. Were they successful? Not really, actually. The Apple uh, became really a slow sailor. It seems that she's a little bit wider in the shape of the hull and also wider on the widest parts, so a little bit um, technical here. But it seems like the hull of that is really clumsy. So it's really heavy to sail and it's really slow. So when it's launched, it's the biggest ship Sweden has built since 1580s. But the king, when he entered the 30s war in 1630, he doesn't choose Applet. He chooses an older ship, which is a little bit smaller. That's an indication of that this ship wasn't probably so good. Is it fair to say they might have prioritised stability and safety in the aftermath of Vasa over, you know, sailing ability and speed? Yeah, it seems like she was really tricky to sail and was really slow. So she's more like a transport ship. She transported 900 soldiers in the 30s war there at that time, but... Then we know from the archives that the Navy tried to sell the Apple three times to France, but uh, they don't want to buy her. So it's not a really good ship. And uh, we know that the third one, the Crown. Yeah, what happened to the Crown then? There is actually one painting from William van der Velde from the, the Battle of the Sound, where you can see the transom of um, Kronan. 
And we can see there, it's probably lower than Vasa. So they have tried to develop and uh, try to make these ships a little bit more stable by lowering the um, stern castle. And we also know by the archives, if you look at the guns, that they don't have these heavy guns on the upper gun deck at that time. So they try to develop and try to figure out how it's going to work. So Krona becomes quite good and Scepter, the fourth one, becomes really good. But then the dimension seems to be exactly the same as Vasa. So something has happened there. Lower stern castle, lighter guns, maybe lighter constructions, we think, also higher up in the hull, which we have really massive construction details, very high up in both Vasa and Eplet. So, But these two ships are supposed to have ended up after a career somewhere in Vaxholm as well. Just finish the story of the Cronin, because the captain shouted, let's take in sail in case we suffer the same fate as the Vasa. And then what happened, Jim? <laughs> That's actually the wrong Cronin. <laughs> okay, interesting. So, sorry, there's two Cronins. Okay. It's actually, this is crazy. The, the Swedish Navy has reused, there's four ships called Apple in the 1700th century, four ships called Cronin, the, the crown, in the 1700th century. The Cronin you refer to is one of the biggest ships Sweden ever built that sank in an explosion in 1676. But that's the third Cronin, and the Vasa sister ship named Cronin is the second one. Okay. So it's really tricky when you're going into the archives with a, try to find out, oh, is that the Cronin I'm searching for, or is that another one? <laughs> so the Cronin I was thinking of was the one that capsized and exploded. Has that been found as well? Yeah, yeah. And I think this is the world's longest maritime survey. It started in 1981, and it's still ongoing. So I've been diving there as well. So, yeah, this is a fantastic place to dive on. Just brilliant. When you're diving on these ships, what is the visibility like? I'm talking as someone who lives near the coast of Southampton, where visit on a good day, we have about a metre of visibility. Yeah, yeah. If you can see your feet, you're having a good time diving. Yeah. <laughs> we were out diving yesterday, actually, south of the Stockholm Archipelago on a smaller warship from 1660. That was 20 metres of visibility. It was really good. But in the area of Axon, where Apple is, it's three, four, five metres and pitch black. But it's quite okay. So it's much better than Southampton then. <laughs> Having learned to dive where I live, at least everywhere you go in the whole world is a great treat. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere's an improvement. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is exciting. What is the plan? Would you raise it? I mean, it's very ambitious to raise it like the Vasa, but you've got this unbelievable collection of ships. What are you going to do with them all? That's the whole idea with a new museum, actually, that we find new wrecks almost every year. And uh, we can tell lots of really cool, interesting histories and so on. So... We used new techniques like photogrammetry, um, we're using other techniques. So we can show the wreck site in a digital way and you can use VR solutions and so on and then keep the wrecks at the seabed. We can do lots of service within the 3D model and the seabed. We think we can have um, almost the same amount of materials with us to just work like that because uh, race applet is not an, even an option. I don't think we have, would have raised Vasa today when we know how much work and effort and money it is in that. <laughs> but actually, they're in fairly good areas for preservation. It's not like the Caribbean, where the ships will just disappear in front of your eyes, right? So they will be there for years to come. Yeah, as it looks now. But due to the climate change, we really don't know. If the water level will increase, we will have a lot more salty water into the Baltic, and maybe the shipworm will penetrate further into the Baltic, and maybe it can reproduce. There are lots of work on try to figure out in different um, ways how that could be in the future. So as it is right now, it's absolutely perfect, but we don't know in the future, actually. So 
we'd like to find a, a plan to do a good documentation with, with this kind of photogrammetry, which is really good. You have the whole rec site. You can do lots of uh, archaeological work in a computer and you can store it for the futures. We will see what happens, actually. Jim, where can people engage with your extraordinary photogrammetry, scans, 3D rendering? Is there a website that people can go to? Yeah, we have uh, on Sketchfab, the Swedish National Maritime Museum. Uh, we have our own, where we put out our uh, models of the shipwrecks. And we also have on the uh, Museum of Wrecks, our website, lots of information about the shipwrecks, where you can see some of the 3Ds. And, and obviously at the museum, if you're here in Stockholm. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jim Henson. Thanks a lot. Really nice to be here. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dan Snow's History. Please follow this show wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us and you'll be doing us a big favour. Don't forget you can also listen to all of these podcasts ad-free and watch hundreds of TV documentaries when you subscribe at historyhit.com slash subscribe. As a special gift, you can also get your first three months for just £1 a month when you use code DANSNOW at checkout.